are four grown-ass women of the apocalypse. We're here to talk about business, relationships, social issues, and joy during the pandemic and beyond. So hello, we are four grown-ass women of the apocalypse, and I am Sarita Wilson. And today, I am a botanist. I'm just a gardener, actually. Okay, well, when you said that, I heard buttonist. So did I. In my head, I was like, what are you buttoning? Buttonist. Well, that brings me to the other thing I did, which I remodeled a shirt yesterday. Yay. You remodeled a shirt? Spackle and all. Spackle and buttons. (laughs) Batons. What? No, I I ordered a shirt that... Okay, so today I am (laughs) a botanist. I mean a gardener. I mean I got some plants from a lady and I put them in my yard. And yesterday I remodeled a shirt and some drawers. And I started on the table. Anyways, and when you shirt, say drawers, you don't mean like underwear not, drawers, not pants, <laughs> not pants not, drawers. I don't understand. You remodeled a shirt with spackle, pantalones. Um, I was I just joking to about say the pantalone. spackle. Oh. There was no spackle, Jackie. There was just some Jackie's cutting. So confused. <laughs> there was some cutting. Okay, so I bought this cute shirt that I like the color of, and I bought it off of like Wish or something. It wasn't Wish, but it was something <laughs> like that on the Facebooks, and it came in a one size fits all. If you're a ninety pound. Asian woman, I'm guessing. Okay, Sarita, you buy far more things from Facebook ads than anyone I would know. And, and how, she doesn't look like the type who well, would and I'm And I'm just sitting there but going, like, how, how have you not been like had your identity stolen and all that i'm like I know. remember the time you were like look at this wayfair deal and i'm like that's not wayfair oh yeah oh. <laughs> whoopsie <laughs> meanwhile i'm the one who gets my paypal account yeah 300 I'm, like, I'm like mr magoo when the digital world do y'all know who mr magoo yeah is? i know who mr magoo is yes you do not okay i do you do okay like you young people. I have a dad who's old enough. I was going to say. I bet I Lily doesn't Mr. know Magoo. who Mr. Magoo is. Yeah. I love Mr. Magoo. I love Mr. Magoo. But anyways, um, I cut, so I decided I liked the shirt. It wasn't too tight. But in the in the ad, the very real, I'm sure, ad, and I didn't get my identity stolen. Um, not, it was like yet. a flowy dress shift thing. But it fits me like it comes to my butt. And it fits me as like a shirt. Anyways, <laughs> I did not intend on telling the story, but I'm fine with it. It's fine. Uh, and so it had a little split in the front and two splits on the side that would be great if they were a dress, right? Yeah. You know, if it was long, yeah. if that was right about was my long. knees or yeah. something. Okay. Or yeah. mid, you know, mm-hmm. mid thigh or even, even calf. But no, this is my ass. <laughs> And so I thought, well, you know, I like it. And I am never returning this $9 fancy-ass shirt. Right. Okay. I'm just going to just put it in the donate pile or the trash or whatever. So I thought, I'm going to start chopping on it. And so I did. I chopped on the sides thinking if I just split the seam up the side that it would just be, you know, and I did. It was fine. It was okay. But it went quite right still. So I went on the split on the front. I went all the way up to the boobs, almost to the boobs. <laughs> I'm imagining all these like slits. <laughs> there was lots of cutting. <laughs> sounds like an, this sounds like an Ellie project. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of making doll clothes when I was a little kid. But anyways, I didn't want to sew anything. I didn't want to get the sewing stuff out. And so I just cut. And then yeah, I wore it. <laughs> I want to see Wait, it Wait, you cut now. the slit up to the boobs and you wore well, it? I wore a shirt underneath it. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. trying to figure out, like, did she just make it a flap? She's trying. It was just This flops. is her att- it was attempt like a vest. at a shirt, but make it fashion. 
Oh, goodness. It was fashion, man. Yeah, okay. So follow me for more fashion tips. <laughs> Her TikTok <laughs> channel will be going live tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Right. So anyways, botanist, uh, gardener, seamstress, not so much, but remodeler of a shirt. I turned some drawers into shoe storage for under my bed, which was super cute. I made a table out of a tabletop that was actually a workshop top. Anyways, I did all of this because I quit drinking again. <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself when I quit drinking. So, yeah. so, so you are a DIYer. I'm a DIYer. Yeah. Yes, I am. Remodeler of all things. So if you were anything that was rotating within my world, you got turned into something else yesterday. Your shirt, you get turned into flaps. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just having button. a hard time. Because you said you cut the slits all the way up. And then you didn't do anything else, so I'm like, it's just, uh, just, just slits. They're just hanging there. <laughs> they're flaps. I'll take well, a I want to see it. Yeah. I'll take a picture. It's like a boob cape. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, we're going to totally make a boob cape a it, thing. It, well, I'm sitting TM, here. TM, TM. Well, it yeah. kind of makes me think of like, they're like chaps, but for boobs. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're yes. chaps. They're they're chaps, chaps. for boobs. <laughs> And linen. They're made of linen. In linen. Oh. Or linen-like material. Yes. So linen boob chaps. I did, though. Funny story. I'm looking through the Facebooks right now to see if it shows up. But there was an ad yesterday that, or today, I think it was today, and it was a sweater that was cut up the front. All it was like... Did it copy did, you? Did Facebook just copy me or did yes. they do like, what? how did this come about? Like I've never yeah. seen this before. No one ever has to choose clothing anymore. Facebook yeah. will just algorithmically yeah. just be like, oh, oh like you, up to cut, the boob, you, you know, cut sweater. your shirt all the way up to your boobs. Here you go. Here's this mm-hmm. for you. Anyways, if I find this, I'll show it to you. But well, then. I am Kate Beerman and this today, this week, this month. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is that this we're life. that we're doing. I am a work in progress. I mm. am working on getting myself some much needed tools and resources. Same with Ellie. Reading a book called The Whole Brained Child. Yay. Which is pairing very nicely with um I think it's called was it Happy Parent, Happy Child? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. yeah. So those two are pairing very nicely together and helping me meet Ellie where she is. That worked really well today. Yay. Um, she likes to put herself in situations where she'll get frustrated. <laughs> like, she'll be like, let's play the Wii U. And be like, all right, great. And she'll be like, let's play versus like, against each other. I'm like, that is not a good idea. Especially considering that you are the most competitive person. Yes, and she I forget. Is too. I forget when I'm playing <laughs> that she, no, that we're not playing to like actually compete. We're playing so that she can beat me. That's right. It. Every single time mm-hmm. we're playing so that she can beat me. And sometimes even when I'm trying to lose, I can't. Mm-hmm. Because some of these games are not that hot like they're it's kind of luck. Mm-hmm. So that is a recipe for a lot of tears and that's not fair mm-hmm. and a lot of emotions and both mm-hmm. the whole brain child and happy parent mm-hmm. happy child have helped me like work through that a little so bit easier. So what's the solution her. there? I think everybody with a 4-year-old probably experienced Yeah, well those. it's so the whole brain child I'm not all the way through it so I apologize in advance if I <laughs> botch some of it. But it kind of really maps the brain in kind of left brain right brain which we all kind of know about Mm -hmm. and the struggle between left brain and right brain, but also what they kind of call upstairs and downstairs. That's not what I call upstairs (laughs) upstairs brain and downstairs brain. But you know it as like id and ego kind of. Like the downstairs brain is is more like kind of basic needs. If you think about kind of the basic structure of a house, 
your kitchen's going to be downstairs. Like, you know, that's kind mm-hmm. of where like the meat of the house is. But like you're taking care mm-hmm. of the rest of you upstairs. And tantrums and meltdowns and things like that are often a result of a lack of integration one way or the other. And I'm using hand motion, so that's not helpful for anyone who's listening. When I say one way or the other, either, you know, struggles with left brain, right brain integration or struggles with upstairs, downstairs integration. So, you know, like it's hard when a child is in some kind of throes of a meltdown to use kind of that rational kind of upstairs brain. You know, your child comes to you and is like, I don't know why you don't leave me notes in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing? Well, yeah, your child comes to you and, like, you know, yells at you about something that is completely illogical. Like, or just, you know. Has she done that? Oh, Ellie, like, would totally find a reason. I mean, husbands do that, too. So. Right? But, you know, like, especially I find after school, like, she just, she has a lot of emotional. Oh, yeah, I get that. Frothing. She's, and she needs a way to let it out. Yeah. And so, oftentimes, it'll come out, you know, in something completely illogical. Like, why aren't, why don't we ever have ice cream for breakfast? Mm-hmm. Well, we never have ice cream for breakfast. Well, it's, I don't think it's not really about the ice cream for breakfast, but it's you can't rationalize your way out of right. that with a mm-hmm. child who's in that those throws. So it's been really helpful for me because what, what I found through Happy Parent, Happy Child is some of my own triggers in these interactions are not helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> with the mm-hmm. final outcome because mm-hmm. I love being rational. It's my favorite thing mm-hmm. in the world <laughs> is to be <laughs> rational. And so I try to be rational. And when that doesn't work, then I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And then I have some dysregu- you know, upstairs, downstairs dysregulation. And then that becomes problematic. So recognizing that in her, recognizing it in me. And then the big one for me, I mean, it like almost made me cry when I read this in Happy Parent, Happy Child is like, she didn't choose to be born. And basically keeping that at the forefront of your mind when it comes to things like not wanting to sacrifice something that you're doing, you know, or when it comes to, you know, again, her emotions, you know, she didn't choose to be born. She didn't choose to be in that situation right now at four years old where she can't regulate her emotions. That was my choice. And so it's my job to kind of help her through that. That really, like when there are times I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Or like last night Mm -hmm. she peed the bed. I had that whole moment of like, I could put the towel down and just like make her scoot over to the other <laughs> side of the bed. That's what this happy parent would have done. <laughs> Depending on what time it happened, but So, is wetting the bed new for her? Yes. <clears throat> I think it's more situational because I talked through it with her mm-hmm. and I think after talking through it like she wanted to be the big girl who after she went to bed stayed in bed all night. Aww. Mm-hmm. Aww. And then she started to fall asleep and I think her mm-hmm. her bladder is not used to being full at that mm-hmm. time. So mm-hmm. I told her I was like, it's, oh, it's okay mm-hmm. to get up to go potty. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you getting up and playing with your toys. Mm-hmm. You can get up you to can, go potty. You can tell her I have to get up and go potty after I've already gotten into bed. Well, before. I, I do that too <laughs> almost every single time. And so, and then I had her help me like put the sheets in the wash mm-hmm. and get the new sheets and put them on her bed and you know, all of that. And mm-hmm. she slept totally soundly through the night. In that moment, I just wanted to go back to sleep. But yeah. she didn't choose to be in a situation where she was a little kid mm-hmm. and right. wet the bed. Yeah, the so. better thing to do is to help her understand that you're not mad or nothing right. like that. And even if you were just to put a towel over it, but that you deal with it tomorrow, there would be. I think a conversation would need to be had, probably no matter what you, yeah. your outcome mm-hmm. was of that. And we talked through it, and you know, figured out that you know she thought that she was trying to be a big kid, and I was like, well. There are lots of different ways to be a big kid. And Aww. we also mm-hmm. don't have we 
don't have enough mm-hmm. sheets to be doing this a lot. <laughs> so please, let's go to the bathroom one more time. If you have to go, just go. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, working on lots of tools and resources because even at 35 years old. Well, they just don't come with a, an instruction manual, these darn kids. And, and thankfully, there's a lot of information out there now. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot more than when my kids yeah, were. Same. And for sure, a lot more than when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but even when my kids were little, like, I, I'm constantly thinking, man, I wish I would have known. <laughs> I know. I mean, they turned out okay. But... Yeah. Well, and what I do now is I talk to my kids about like, hey, you know, I didn't know this thing. Yeah, or I would, that was a really dumb of me. I try to bring yeah. it up. Some of the stuff I think I actually overdo it with. Them. Well, <laughs> like it's fine, mom. Here's here's <laughs> we something don't care. I, I talk with parents a lot about is like gentle parenting is a very important tool to have in your toolbox. It's a it, people always think it's going to be permissive parenting. No, there are boundaries, there is structure, there are outcomes. But one of the things I want people to think about is what is the root word of discipline? Disciple. disciple. It, so what is a disciple? Jesus. Someone who learns. <laughs> someone who is Jesus learning. Is <laughs> no, no, it's someone who's learning. A disciple is a learner. It's a very so, churchy so, word. so <laughs> discipline is not meant to be punishment. Yeah. So don't choose discipline that is just punishment. Choose discipline that helps your child learn. Well, so it do doesn't have to be easy, something harsh. I'm yeah. sorry. Easy yeah. and fast consequences when they're that mm-hmm. age, too, are, is, is important. I was good at that. <coughs> I was good at holding a space for consequences. Mm-hmm. It sucks as a parent mm-hmm. to have consequences, though. And some of them are easy. Gravity mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a consequence of trying to fly from monkey bar to monkey yeah. bar it you know getting a skin knee in that situation those ones are easy but the ones where everybody has to go home now because four-year-old couldn't be at the grocery store without melting down those ones were hard mm-hmm. you know or having to do time out that <laughs> grounding your 14 year old is mm-hmm. not fun for anybody no it is not and ground don't think grounding is actually a great tool but yeah. i do think that hey i'm the person who drives you around and you're gonna be an asshole to me so um gosh guess what it's not gonna happen today i'm not gonna drive you to the thing you want to go to Mm -hmm. those are great consequences so i did i think consequences Mm -hmm. in a gentle way is i don't know that i did it exactly right but i was good at holding the consequences place sometimes with older kids and parents we talk about just using the word outcomes instead of consequences Mm -hmm. because so many times kids grow up with this belief system that consequences are something that someone else does to you yeah outcomes a good one yeah Yeah. so we use outcomes so that way they can't just sit there and blame the person who gave them the consequences that they understand that this is the outcome of my choice because my good behaviors have good outcomes too well, and I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to get too far off the rails on who mm-hmm. we are, but mm-hmm. I think this leads into the action around yeah. boundaries that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So mine's going to be short. This. <laughs> who are you, Jackie? <laughs> who are you, Jackie? <laughs> I'm Jackie Braun. Oh. And this week, month, period of time, I am working on a new business idea that I'm not going to say what it is, but. I hope it turns huge and gives me a bunch of passive income because that's the key to happiness (laughs) passive (laughs) income is the key to happiness i mean there's a lot of front end work to it it's not like i'm not doing anything um but once i get that done Mm -hmm. and get things going i'm hoping that i will have a lot of passive income and it's something i am having a blast doing Mm -hmm. so which is the best part yeah i will get to keep it up and i'll share it with everyone when it's live and ready to go 
Okay. That's I it. like that little teaser you just gave. Oof. Yeah. That is <laughs> Can't wait. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay yeah. tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. Um, I back. am Emily Mick, and this week, month, day, whatever we want to call it since <laughs> it's been a bit since we recorded, I'm tired. I, you know, I just, I, I keep having to remind myself I am one human being and I keep feeling like I am dropping the ball in one area of my life when at least at least one area of my life at a time, just because I'm like, I am trying to do a lot of things mm. all by myself. And like when I don't have the time to keep my house clean, it stresses me out because I'm too busy doing work and all these other things. And it's one of those things where it's not fun to be tired, but it's also good to remember I am one human and I am in fact human and it is okay so you, you don't have to be perfect I don't have right. to be perfect and it, your I house just, will be dirty next week too if yes, you don't clean it this week yes right. that is true but it's it's one of those things and you're where, the only one getting mad at yourself for not I'm the only it. well that's true because I'm the only one who lives there and um, Freya doesn't Freya, Freya does, does Freya not judge does, Freya does not judge in fact she's part of the reason why I'm <laughs> behind on cleaning up because I have to do a lot of carpet cleaning and every day I just focus on cleaning the carpet instead of picking up things because I'm like okay well one I'm not going to let Freya accident stay in my carpet priorities priorities so if I'm spending all my time cleaning my carpet that is okay if I do not have time to fold that laundry Mm -hmm. and put it away yes so I feel like I'm living in piles of laundry but sometimes I I get a little bit of a dang I do a lot all by myself kind of feeling and it's (laughs) it's hard (laughs) but I also remind myself that you know I do prioritize and I do allow myself rest and I think that's why there are some times that like laundry is not being folded because I need to rest Mm -hmm. so you know allowing myself to acknowledge I am tired that I am not superwoman has been a big thing for me this this past month so I'm like I am tired (laughs) yeah I think that a lot of women especially women but a lot of humans but yeah uh, a lot of women put that kind of pressure on themselves and yeah. especially women with ADHD I believe mm-hmm. there are days when you're just like why can't I do all these things and well, part of the problem is mm-hmm. your brain is going so many different ways right. you well, want to do the, all the, these other the things the thing is because I have such good adaptive coping skills as a result of my neurodivergent spectrum I do all the things I am organized and have it all set out and calendared. So I do all the things. It all is not tools. like my brain wants to do all the things and I can't. Mm-hmm. I I find myself doing all the things because I have to because my brain says I can't leave them unfinished. I have to fight really hard not to do all the things. I have the opposite. I don't start projects and not finish. Not it's like finishing. All I do. <laughs> yeah, not finishing things, not following through on things it like causes far more distress for me i have a clock on my wall in the living room Uh it's one of those it's like the wall is the clock oh yeah it's got one of those Mm -hmm. big giant clock hands and i thought Mm -hmm. i had this great idea of how i'm going to do it and so i started doing i did 12 1 2 3 4 i got to 10 and i'm like i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) so i quit (laughs) or i got to nine so i don't have a 10 and 11 and then i thought well that looks like i quit so i painted over the five so it looks like i did it on purpose That I is, love this story so that much. Is me on the wall right oh now. Oh, my goodness. 
Well, yeah. I feel like the shirt that's split up yeah. the middle and on the sides <laughs> at this point that I have to wear another shirt underneath it to make an actual <laughs> shirt. Otherwise, it's a boob cape. That's me. Boob and, chaps. Yeah. So, anywho. Man. Okay. Well, that is mm-hmm. who we are in a nutshell. Yes. And I think it, I, a lot of women, a lot of humans, mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. would identify yeah. with a lot of those things. Yeah. Right? So, that's our podcast. It was, that was <laughs> nice talking to you today. That was really one hour. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, today I think we're going to talk about what are the outcomes of your boundaries in practice like boundaries in theory are great to say i have boundaries but when you have to set them you have to have them period and then enforcing them it 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 pushes people to feel like you are causing them some sort of harm because you will not allow them access or you will not allow them to bully you to bully you or even just you're protecting chicken. yourself you know yeah. i was here first you know? yeah and just protecting yourself in that way so how how do you manage the backlash because what for me i'll start what happens is somebody says oh well for instance sarita is a toxic bully because she won't let me sleep with my employee <laughs> just as an just example a for instance. just a for instance just a for instance so, and it's not like you didn't let i didn't know you didn't, I didn't know I knew and then you said this is I just said, not this okay is actually a problem and that made me a toxic bully so in their upsetness embarrassment or whatever that happened they pushed back on my behavior as if my behavior was a problem mm-hmm. and it makes my internal what do you want to call that girl inside of me that has the voice that says you are bad at this Mm. That, you know, that, that negative insecure, self-talk. that negative self-talk, that imposter syndrome. She's the toxic bitch. She, mm-hmm. Yeah. and mm-hmm. But she's the one that kind of starts whispering in my ear. And I'm starting to think, well, maybe, you know, there was something I could have done leading up to this other person's behavior that I drew a boundary on. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe yeah. I could have just not articulated my frustration because this person was moving out of my existence anyways but i felt like it was because i cared about that person i felt like it needed to be said and this actually well, because happened because boundaries exist to maintain relationships with people right. that's how you safely maintain relationships they're not meant to be like here's my boundary i'm cutting here's you off boundary. well, boundaries are also, not punishment yeah boundaries though, are not they're punishment. not punishment mm-hmm. but also i feel like Mm-hmm. Sarita, you posted something on Facebook, and I screenshotted it. Oh, you did. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. In and, I th- now. and I thought about it today when we talked about this topic. So what you posted was practice non-attachment, accepting what comes and allowing it to leave when it's time. What's for you will be for you effortlessly. Recently, I had a boundary that I had to set. And I think one of the most important things about setting boundaries is that you have to be okay with letting someone go who doesn't like your boundaries. If yep. you're not mm-hmm. doing it to let them go, no. but if they don't like it, you have to be okay with you them not be okay. being yeah. a well, part of your life anymore. It's like yeah. we talked about how boundaries are showing someone where the door is, but it's their choice whether or not they want they, to try right. to use it. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. like you can operate in my world. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to have you here, but here's how we act over here. And when it mm-hmm. recently, actually last week, I had to enforce a boundary with a client that we all agreed as a team that we needed to have these boundaries for us to be able to operate the business in a scalable way, in a way where we had mm-hmm. the work-life balance and those kinds of things. And this person got irate with me, called me all kinds of names <laughs> and stuff and weird stuff. Stuff but, that didn't make sense. You know, <clears throat> Rob actually wouldn't impose the boundary because he was worried that this person would quit using us. And I knew 
that that's what we needed as an organization. Well, because he was that's hard as a using you. Well, yeah, the di- big different version, Love different version. Yeah, but either who's it doesn't mm-hmm. you know doesn't matter. There's always that chance that yeah. you're. I'm not going to let you operate like this in my bubble. So that may mean that you need to go away. Remember when we talked about how the only people who will get mad at you for having boundaries were those who benefited from you having none. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's well, all. You know, my, my recent experience with boundary setting has been very significant. And mm-hmm. what I noticed, because it speaks to kind of what you were talking about with questioning, Sarita, <laughs> pointing yeah. again and i'm not shaking my head i'm shaking my head <laughs> um, and understand that it's it, it makes you sometimes question your boundaries or you know your reasons for putting them in place because mm-hmm. setting a boundary means recognizing that you need to shift the overton window back that means that you're not in kind of a normal place so as an example like this client who was operating for a long time outside of the normal bounds of a business relationship had become used to that Mm-hmm. That was now the norm. You're right. But that also has become the norm for both parties. Right. Right. And that's the part that I have had to try and tease out of my own brain when I have been setting boundaries and then not just watching them kind of be like, <laughs> I have to deal with that. But also the questioning of not just do I then set new ones, but should I have even set them in the first place? Because mm-hmm. having to recognize that if his or their or, you know, like in the case of our client, his perspective had shifted so much. Right. on what normal was that show he thought showing up at 545 mm-hmm. in the morning to a business was acceptable and it's not and, not but people, and people would just <laughs> dance around and jump to do what he wanted right so shifting right. that make is almost in the brain making something that is normal quote unquote mm-hmm. abnormal and i've had to try and remind myself that the boundaries i'm setting i'm trying to bring myself back to a normal place that what i was setting the boundary about was something that was so far beyond normal that I had lost sight of what normal really was supposed to be. Well, and one of the things that I work on for myself, but also with, with my clients is, it's really important for us to understand that we cannot grow, we cannot become a better, healthier, more healed version of ourselves unless we are willing to look at the role we play in our own suffering. That isn't to say that we victim blame on things. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about like for use my own example is I was horribly socialized to be a people pleaser. Like the idea of people getting mad at me, the idea of people acting like they were disappointed at me. I was so easily swayed by the, if someone just even trying to like imply I was mean or a bad guy or I'd hurt their feelings or I, you know, they didn't like what had gone on. I was very easily for a good part of my life, easily guilt tripped. And I would give in to guilt trips so much because I was so afraid of someone being mad at me because I took all of that as my own fault. And then when I really started to spend a lot of time looking at like what are patterns that keep happening in my life, what kind of things harm me, what kind of things harm me, I had to take a look at the role in my own suffering and I had to realize I have to be okay with people being mad at me. I have to be okay with people getting very unhappy with me if I don't give in to their guilt trips or coercive threats or implications that I'm the bad guy. I have to be okay with someone being mad at me, you know, because part of the the things with boundaries and action is we need to have boundaries with ourselves. 
And one of the boundaries that I had to develop with myself in order to no longer continue to play a role in my own suffering is I'm going to have to be okay with the discomfort that I feel when I set a boundary and someone doesn't like it. Because one of the things that I found is, especially recently, I've had a lot of situations where someone celebrates your boundaries until they get applied to them. You know, so someone who is all about my boundaries until they learn that I have boundaries towards them as well, because I used to oftentimes just sort of like end up having to, I don't know, waste my money or time or resources um, just because someone implied that I had to because I would, you know, they would guilt trip me and somehow doing harm to them if I didn't. But, you know, when I stopped doing that, suddenly these people are like, oh, well, you're a bad guy. Mm -hmm. You're the bad guy. And that was one of the biggest things I had to develop a boundary with myself is to be okay with being the villain in someone else's version of the story. Well, and to understand that's their version. Mm -hmm. I think that's where I kind of got to in my own zero fucks to give place is Mm -hmm. that that's your version and you're valid having Mm -hmm. your version of who I am. Mm -hmm. But I know who I am at this point in my life. And But it it takes a ding whenever Mm -hmm. you say, hey, no, I'm not going to we're not doing that anymore. Or even if I just make an observation about how your behavior was hurtful mm-hmm. or not appropriate or whatever, as long as I've conducted myself in the way that I want to, it, that I, you know, like I've been a kind person, I've been a generous person, I've but, been a leader person, I've been all these people that I am. Mm-hmm. If those still check off my list of I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. then. I don't give a shit what you yeah. think. I think I, also it's hard, though. personal boundaries and boundaries in business are different mm-hmm. the way you handle them. Yeah. Like, I feel like in business, if you have a boundary, you do not have to explain no. at all what your boundary no. is. Now, in a personal relationship, mm-hmm. uh, that's important. There are times yeah. when you have to explain um, that even those aren't don't yeah. required. No, mm-hmm. or maybe explain, this is it, done. And then be done. Like, that's the boundary. No yeah. arguing. Uh, no responding to personal attacks. No explaining. That's it. That's the here's, boundary. And if you don't like it, that's a part like I have it, a hard time with. Though, yeah. Here's here's the thing that uh, it blurs that between in my job. I know a lot about my clients personally, and they often expect that the things I know about them personally to mean that I don't have boundaries. And they get very upset. Not all of them, but occasionally. One or two might get very upset with the fact that it doesn't matter what you talk to me about. You still have to pay me because this is my paycheck. This is how I pay my bills. And I have been called, you know, someone who doesn't actually care. You're just in it for the money. I'm like, this is my job and my profession that I went to school for many, many years and don't make a lot of money because people expect me to pay my bills with empathy. I cannot pay my bills with empathy. I cannot write empathy on a check to OG&E. So in my world, the personal and the professional blur for some people Mm -hmm. because they think that I hear all these personal things and that means that somehow I shouldn't ask them to pay my paycheck. And I've actually sometimes had clients just walk away and not pay me. Granted, not many. I think most people value the fact that my role exists in our society for a reason and I deserve to be paid for my emotional labor I do for them. 
and you know my background my education the fact that we are using empirically supported treatments this is not them just talking to their friends this is someone who is doing a structured protocol with you and i should be paid for that but yeah that personal thing i sometimes have to explain to people i'm like this is my paycheck yeah i don't want to have to explain i would assume that most people think you pay your therapist that's their job but i will i will sometimes have to explain to them because they they think that that boundary is blurred yeah Al-Anon has been hugely helpful for me in this space because one of the one of the things that I've struggled with, I think maybe it's a little bit of a people pleaser quality, but I have always been kind of given the title of being capable. Yes. So ever since I was little, I I mean I started talking really early. I didn't walk quite as early, but I was reading really early and so pretty much from then on it was oh yeah, she doesn't need any help or oh yeah, she'll get it. And when I went back and asked my parents, you know, why when my brother was diagnosed with ADHD at age like eight, you know, why did they not even look at me? And my dad's response was, why would we? You did fine in school. Mm-hmm. It was always, she can do it. She'll learn it. She doesn't need mm-hmm. any help. She doesn't need any tutors. If anything needs picking up, she'll do it. And now I kind of see like I'm a picker upper like if something just needs done and I can pick it up and keep Mm -hmm. going with it I do and I will Mm -hmm. and but what that has also done is made me feel very guilty and resentful when I can't when there's something that's beyond my ability to fix or I have noticed that sometimes people will take advantage of that aspect out of you well yeah 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 because that's to be expected yeah (laughs) but like I mean the balance and so that's when (laughs) The boundary comes in not just recognizing what that's doing kind of externally, mm-hmm. but what that does for me is free me up of that guilt and that mm-hmm. resentment because there are just some things that I can't fix. Yeah. In Al-Anon, they're, you know, talk about giving it up to a higher power and, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff that I don't really believe in. But just freeing myself from the responsibility of feeling like if I just fixed the right things or picked up the right task or eliminated the right stress or any combination thereof that would solve a b c d or e problem yeah and uh, what i have noticed is that there are quite a few things in my life that that does not work for yeah so i recently had to uh, impose a boundary on sarita wilson <laughs> Sarita Wilson. I love that woman. Boundaries with ourselves. With ourselves. And it was, uh, I'll just talk about AA. So I, I joined AA a few weeks back. AA being different than Al-Anon. Yeah, Al-Anon AA being is different than members. Al-Anon, yeah. I did uh, not join because I'm just, in no, case no, anyone no. wonders, These I didn't join because of Sarita. separate events, but either <laughs> ways, I think it's probably good that you're over there since you're my business partner. But either who's, I walked into the meeting day two. Day one was kind of emotional. Day two, I walked into the meeting, I sat in the corner they were asking for volunteers to man something at their volunteer something and i had to almost sit on my own hands and pummel myself to (laughs) make myself not volunteer for this shit like i need to heal this is healing and i shouldn't try to control this part of the world you know Mm -hmm. like and i am you don't have to be a leader in every part of your world Mm -hmm. it's stupid (laughs) like what am i trying to prove man like and i was and i I mean i sat there and i was it was like no 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 so it was getting louder and louder and louder in my head like no do not do that do not do that you are not in a place to do that well you're it's good that you recognize that about yourself and you're able Mm -hmm. to 
part of me wants to call right now and be like, I can, <laughs> I have time like, at I'm sure midnight you don't have on anyone. Thursday. <laughs> Just because you have time doesn't mean you have to use it. Okay, here's a boundary, people. Mm-hmm. A boundary to remember with yourself and other people is well, your free time is not your availability. Mm. I tell myself that all the time because I'm like, well, I have five minutes. I could be folding this laundry that I haven't felt right. folded. I just I just used felled. As uh, well, it's hard when yeah. people say, do you have time to X, y, whatever? Uh, like well, I have time, but I ain't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I have time, time and willingness yeah. are two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it tells me, though, too, that in mm-hmm. my brain, time is the only boundary I'm putting in there. Yeah. Is is time is I'm out of time. Those are boundaries imposed on me by the universe. Like, yeah. there's no more hours <laughs> like, in the That's not day. your boundary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm getting better. I'm feeling, I understand this and I recognized it, but holy cow, it was hard. Well, and what Kate said about sort of being the capable one, I've, I was also raised to be the I capable one the who capable doesn't one. need help. He'll figure it out on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm normally the one who's capable of helping. So it made me very, very hard, very, what am I trying to say? It made it very hard for me to ask for help because in my mind, I was expected to be capable to figure it out today. And actually before Sarita and Rob Wilson came and helped me with something today because I am getting better at asking for help. I was hauling something around in my little foldable red wagon and I was looking at that red wagon and this is a silly thing. I might get emotional about it, but I looked at that red wagon and I said for years, that little red wagon was the only help I had. I did Aww. everything I could by just knowing that if I, I can make, if I can haul it around, if I can balance it in my little foldable red wagon, if I can find a way to make it happen myself and all I need is that little red, red wagon to help me. And I looked at that. I'm like, Rob and Sarita are coming to help me with something. Hey, where are your red yes. wagon? <laughs> you, guys, you guys are my red wagon because it was actually one of those moments where I stopped and stared at the wagon because you're like can I, I get some lattice in here yes <laughs> we, were, well. we were hammering lattice <laughs> because yeah that's we have that's, a trailer by the okay. way yes i know that yeah but it's it's more along the lines of silver wagon. a big silver oh, wagon <laughs> and honest to god yeah. I, and, and not to, yeah. to to jump in on your deal yeah. but that freaking trailer has been empowering to me yeah well, I need to get a little trailer also hitch. very Also very dangerous. <laughs> well, true that. That's why I have so much more so junk right things. now. No. Yeah. That's why you have lots yeah. of half-finished projects. I do yes. have lots of half-finished projects. No, my red wagon got bigger. Your red wagon got bigger. But see, my And thing, mine has a Rob Wilson. And yours has a Rob Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Carries it around for me. My, my thing, whatever. I used to have this weird, I would convince myself it was, and this is one of the boundaries, you know, sort of taking a role in your own suffering. I would convince myself it was a point of pride the fact that I did all these things that you're supposed to do with help on your own. The time I installed a a storm door on my backyard, you know, all by myself, that's a two-person job. Installing a door is a two-person job. I totally would have, that's something I totally would have attempted the first time by myself. Yes. It's also a divorce in the making, just FYI. Oh yeah, it was like literally like standing there balancing a whole entire (laughs) storm door on the tip of my toe while I reached up and, but yeah. This is a side note, Yeah, but Joe Sampier, who did my closet doors, Uh has the coolest tool a little yeah the little thing the little it's a it's for sheetrock it's a it's a like a long handle with a i don't know like a little mini shovel on the bottom it's kind of a metal piece that 
his angle on it and, and you, it's the and fulcrum. You, it's got a it basically i don't yeah it was it kind of looks like a i don't even know how does it hold it, it up it looks it like it holds it up so it you looks like you put it under it, yes. the the piece of mm. plywood or whatever it and looks like a division it sign Ew, it does division. look like a long yeah, division because because it's a fulcrum it is it's a fulcrum. physics i had a uh, <laughs> i get really intrigued by like, those guys because that's how, that's how i do all this stuff by myself hey there's physics. two things i know in physics um <laughs> Fulcrum. Nope. <laughs> one, at least one thing. Fulcrum and Venturi principle. Okay. You know what the Venturi those principle? Sounds like, those sound like um, streets in Hollywood. They do. Oh. Venturi principle is what creates flight. So it yes. is the fact that uh, matter speeds up when it gets into a constricted environment. Ooh. That was like my sixth nice. grade science project, and I did not remember that. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah. So that this week I had a thing where I was really gung-ho is that gung-ho is that a racist word i don't know (laughs) if we're it's me i'm always like (laughs) i had to look up stomping grounds the other day because i was like is that racist i don't know okay anyway i was is it it? no no it's from um stomping uh uh, something to do agriculturally it's not racist okay anyway there's a tiktok have you seen the tiktok this is way off have you seen the tiktok account where the girl i love how you two are always like have you seen the tiktok have you seen the tiktok where the girl goes around and she's like we're gonna find out if this is uh problematic whatever and Mm -hmm. she gives a piece of paper to some a co-worker or somebody Mm -hmm. and she says are you comfortable saying this word and it's usually one of those words and they're like yeah say the word and then she says this word comes from uh, whatever it is and it's like a horrible beginning rule of thumb or whatever i don't know what her name is but you should look for it anyway this week um i was really excited and happy that there was a thing i was going to do all by myself and i went to do it and i couldn't do it by myself Uh. so i had to say sarita wilson I can't take this metal off the building all by myself. <laughs> and I was so disappointed yeah. in myself because uh-huh. I wanted to do it. But like, you, you thanks you for can't. reminding me, though. I to, <laughs> I've been to. I've been kind of a one woman show around my house recently, uh, both as a coping mechanism and also just because I enjoy doing it. But that has often been the limitation of what I'm able to do. Like either I really probably shouldn't stretch that far up on the tippy toes on the top step of a ladder and I don't have the right one mm-hmm. or like no that's probably too heavy or too bulky for one person or yeah <laughs> that's like my only limitation right now which is why I'm still applying tooth polish to our brass doorknobs oh. at like midnight remember how like a couple months ago I posted on Facebook can anyone help me carry a couch into my office and then like 10 minutes later I put edit never mind I did it <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of thing I'm. I've moved furniture like up and down stairs sometimes yeah. by myself. Pivot, just like one. Pivot. Well, okay. I don't like know if y'all do this. As somebody who has a partner living in my little tiny house with me, there are times when I want to get it done prior to that person who shall remain mm-hmm. unnamed, Rob Wilson, <laughs> uh, gets home because I do not want to hear how it cannot be done. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know it can be. So I saw. And I kind of kind of relate to this a little. Um, I saw a meme on the interwebs the oh, I just said it. <laughs> on the interwebs the other day. The w- that, w- that, that says all I want is a two income household and to live alone. Oh yes. Right. Right. One thing I wanna say about um, capable people uh-huh. is that I've had a couple of capable in quotes people in my life that would say to me 
I do this. I do this. I do this. I do this. I make, I care for people when they need it. I do this. I do that. Nobody ever does anything for me. You never do anything for me. Oh. But that's because I don't know what you need. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, because I was a yeah. capable person who was a hard time asking for help. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't do anything for you because I don't know what you need. I don't know that you need anything. You don't seem to need anything. So um, if you like share this with yes. me that there's something not even necessarily asking for mm-hmm. specific help. Mm-hmm. But like if I know that there's something that somebody needs mm-hmm. help with, then I can help them. But then I would feel guilty like I haven't but I don't know what to do for you I don't know what you need (laughs) well and I think that goes along with sort of like the catch-22 of uh, people who were expected to be capable also like started to believe that they can't show people they're not capable because they have to maintain the capable um, outward appearance so like yeah letting people know that we're not capable yeah and that is you're 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 very right you know because there have been times in which I have felt that sort of like oh my god you know like I am so tired of being strong all the time you know kind of thing but then I'm like well because if no one ever sees you weak how are they going to know you're tired yeah mm-hmm. I wonder if capable people have different love languages though because like I can't Im- imagine saying that you know that it's not like I don't necessarily think that I want people to do things for me and maybe that's maybe mm-hmm. it's just that maybe I'm focusing more on the words than mm-hmm. than the intent behind them I don't know the intent yeah. behind those words but like I just want to not do everything. You want someone to help you without you having to do the cognitive labor of telling right. them Right. I don't want to be the cruise director of someone else's life that is supposed to be, you know, like if Sarita and I, as an example, like if our business partnership were such that she was totally willing to do whatever it was that needed to be done, but she always had to be told and there was never any initiative taken. I sometimes do, though. <laughs> that would be, but not never. <laughs> See, and I, but you I know, get but what like, you're saying. You see what I yeah. mean? Like, no, I know it's, what you're so saying, it's yeah. not that like, I don't need someone to make me dinner, but, but you if know, you're making dinner, you might have somebody step but, in and go, can I cut the onions for you? Or, well, it's right, like you don't like, want people to assume that you have to tell them to do it in order to help you, that they could just go in and make dinner. Right. Like before, before, you know, if it's mm. six o'clock and but in the next five minutes, I'm going to be getting up to go in to start make dinner. You could go make dinner instead of having someone to else be could asked. Meet me there. Yeah. <laughs> like, because here's the thing. We don't have we shouldn't have to do the cognitive labor of telling people how to help us. Not always. Granted, there are plenty of times in which we need to tell people how to help us. That's very right. important. But I get what you're saying that sometimes you especially, you know, you want people just to know that it doesn't have to be them helping you. It could be just them sharing a task. Right. Because helping implies it's my task and you are doing me a favor. And my resentment and and guilt comes out more when I am unable to do something that I am trying to do or Mm -hmm. that I, I want to, you know, I mean like the other day, I absolutely broke down in the doctor's office when they were like, Oh, why are you here? Your appointment was canceled. We tried to call you. And I was like, well, I didn't get a voicemail. And they were like, well, we tried. I was like, okay, well, when can I get rescheduled? And they were like, well, mid-November. And it was August. <laughs> and I lost it. Like, I lost it. Because that was just, I'm just trying to keep things on track. Like, I have gone, like, two years without even going to a doctor. Because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. <laughs> and I had finally gotten up, like, finally figured, like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to make the appointment. I got the appointment. I got an earlier rescheduled date. And then pff, now all of a sudden I'm waiting even longer. And I was so 
angry that just one like couldn't just have one thing going right. I had a lot of things that weren't going right, but I was like, I should be able to do this. Get in to see my doctor when I choose. That to me, that was the frustration and the resentment and the guilt of like, why can't I just get one thing going right in my life? So I think that, yeah, there there are definitely, I also know people who use the good acts as like kind of that. There are people in town, I feel like, have been oh. like, I've done this and this and this and this for everyone else and so I, I never get, get Well, an that's asshole. one of the people that yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, but yeah, I mean, like that, I think that's why I think like it can manifest. Capable people can have their troubles with that manifest yeah. in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely, I, I don't, I can't figure out a way to put myself in that headspace. But I know, yeah, I know exactly. Well, what you're and about. my thing is, I was, I was raised to anticipate everyone else's needs. That's people pleasers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was raised to anticipate other people's needs. So sometimes a little bit of resentment happens when I realize no one around me is anticipating my needs, and I'm like, well, it's because they weren't raised to be a people pleaser. Ellie so. thinks I'm magic. We'll be sitting on the couch, <laughs> and she'll like sit up, and she'll look, and I'll just mm-hmm. automatically hand her the remote. She'll go, "Can you read my mind?" Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I and can. I'll feel like it's mommy yeah. magic. But yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, and that is mm-hmm. so ingrained in me that my brain is. That's why I try to finish people's sentences. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an ADHD. It's thing. the anticip, but it's yeah. the anticip. Like I'm trying, even trying to make it easier on you. You don't oh, even have to finish uh, your uh, sentence. I know. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like that was a really good conversation about. Yeah. people's responses to yeah. our boundaries and how we practice and what how we, we preach. try to practice what we preach and and i like that we think about it and we talk about it i know yeah. that if we're thinking about it and talking about it other people are also thinking and talking yeah. about it but we do need to wrap it up for today okay. um hopefully we'll get to record again yeah. within the next week or so and not uh we gonna find a new day weeks. to record yeah, yeah fridays were our recording day yeah. it's kind of fallen off for us but yeah. anyways i think we just transitioned to joy <laughs> What do you got? <laughs> Serena, you have any joy? That was a, I wish you could see her face. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, I think my joy is my uh, who I am. I so enjoyed my day yesterday, even though I was avoiding alcohol. And I don't know that I was having a healthy overall day, but I enjoyed it. Cutting That's shirts good. up mm-hmm. and planting stuff and remodeling items that are in the world. I love it. So that's that was my joy. Uh, my joy is that over the last week, Ellie has discovered the joy of playing outside naked with a hose. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she is having the best time. <laughs> she is getting mud places where she's never gotten mud before. Mm-hmm. Um, she is peeing places she's never peed before. Uh, thankfully, she is not pooping places that she's never pooped before. <laughs> she's but, pooped some places before that. That oh yeah, she's not already <laughs> she's already checked that box. Um, but she's just really enjoying herself. Um, she's playing with the hose. She's using digging tools. I love she's, feral children. Yeah, making <laughs> making mud, spraying herself, mm-hmm. trying to not spray the dogs because I told her not to, but she thinks it's really fun. And it's just been a joy. We played with uh, pecans, and that's why my thumbs are green, because I was mm-hmm. breaking open pecan husks and showing her the pecans that were not ripe. So then we raked the whole yard so that when like the r- actual ripe pecans fall, we can collect them. And she has just asked multiple times to go outside, and then she'll look at me, and she'll be like, can I take my clothes off? That's so funny. <laughs> 
And I'll say yes. And she'll be like, okay, well, I do that. You can turn the water on. Okay. I'm like, okay. When Lily was about four years old, she would come home from preschool. She'd walk in the door and take off her pants and underwear and just walk around for the rest of the day without any bottom clothes on. She's I don't understand. Like, I have a picture of her doing the dishes with a shirt and no pants on. <laughs> she's like standing over the sink and her little butt's just hanging out. <laughs> I'm I sure she's going to love that I'm talking I about this on podcast. To, to her bosses. Four-year-old, four-year-old Lily. Me too, friend. Me too. <laughs> but it, Ellie just, yeah, for some reason, she just recently discovered this. This is just what she just wants to do now in the afternoons. Well, it's, it's like she's it's realized that, like, clothing is optional at home <laughs> yeah she's definitely because, realized that because i i admit that sometimes i mean i live by myself you guys if my curtains are closed i live at the end of a wood woods there's no one around yeah i like sometimes i'll be like wandering around i'll get out of the shower and i'll be wandering around my house and i'll be like oh i need a vacuum and i'll start vacuuming <laughs> I get to, that is probably and, the biggest thing i miss living in a planned suburb with, with modern like blind yes. windows because well, i'm also like we're kind of up on a hill yeah yeah and when we first moved in we had no window treatments and i felt like i lived in a fishbowl well yeah. you also since you live in the because i don't like modern houses because they are always built where you can't see out front through when you're just in the living spaces they always have other things in the way and mm -hmm. i grew up in an older house where like yours mm -hmm. um where you can see out your front window um out to the street and things like that it weirds me out when you can't see what's going on in front of your house when you're in your living yeah. spaces um so like your old house like gave me anxiety um yeah, but I you're like yeah things. i don't like that kind of stuff but yeah, if I I totally it's part part of it's ADHD because I'll get distracted and I'll forget to get dressed. And I'll, <laughs> I'll just be vacuuming and then yeah, loading the dishwasher and you know starting my coffee. I'll be like, oh, I haven't I haven't put on clothes yet today. Miss, missing something. Missing something. Well, it's just me and the animals. Uh, this week, my joy is um, bilateral stimulation. Ooh, we were talking about this. Is that the same we, thing as EMDR? I don't, I don't think so. No, it's uh, so uh, TikTok. <laughs> I know it's that. <laughs> yeah, it's like on two sides. Put headphones on, or you can take your oh, phone and put so it, it. And it does both sides. Similar mechanism, yeah. Both sides of your brain are working. It does something. It does something to clear out. Emily probably knows what it's doing. It to like clear out my head. It's almost like my head is never empty. Like. There's always a bunch of crap going on inside my head. Well, our, same, same, our, same, our, same. our heads are never supposed to be empty. Well, <laughs> and I put, I do this, and it's it just like clears everything out, and I cannot think or worry, or it just gives me. It's like meditation. I was just going to ask mm. if it kind of feels the way I would suspect meditation would. Yes. I just have never been able to actually meditate yes. because yes, you know. it just like mm -hmm. clears out my head for just a little bit. It's amazing. Yeah, I like listening to those. It's amazing. That's cool. it. That's my joy. Yes, that's your joy. Um, my joy this week is I have a new litter of foster kittens. Oh, I saw those babies. And they're so wee and they're so sweet. And there's one that he's just, he's all polka dotted and it's so adorable. I'm like, you're like a little Dalmatian, but a kitten. There's six of them and they were brought into the shelter by someone who found them and what they thought was their mom. So they grabbed this adult cat and these six kittens and put them in a kennel and put 
a bowl of water in the kennel with them and then brought them to the shelter, which I think you guys all know what happens if you try to carry (laughs) around a bowl of water in a kennel with cats. Um, So when they come in, there's this like soaking wet six kittens and a cat in a kennel and the shelter staff was really concerned because this this mama didn't look like she wanted to be around these kittens they were like what's wrong why doesn't this mama like her kittens and then they go to take the cat out and they realize this is a dude <laughs> this is some random some dude extra, extra some just snatched some the man off the street yes. shoved him in with a bunch of kids so. kidnapped him coming soon on Disney Plus yeah. <laughs> and it's like Mr. Mom yeah. um, or who's this dude yeah who's this dude <laughs> yes and it was it, it just sort of made me giggle because I, I also am kind of sad because there's probably some mama out there Aww. wondering where her babies went yeah, and her that's boyfriend what I and, oh, and yeah. maybe her boyfriend. Her boyfriend ran off with, with her the kids. kids. <laughs> um, I, I Amber, Amber alert. Amber alert. <laughs> um, but I you said Amber heard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a whole different thing. But these kittens are v- very sweet and very lovey and very that. little, and they are on slurry, and they just like get their whole faces into it, and they climb into their slurry cups, and I don't know, kitten. I know I shouldn't have like added yet another thing to my life because I'm already tired. But, but look, it brought you joy. But yes, mm-hmm. but kittens, kittens bring me joy, and also and they, yes, a lot of poop <laughs> and a lot of cleaning they also bring me excuse to not do other things be like oh i'm not doing my laundry because i'm sitting on the ground with six kittens snuggling on me yeah yeah therapy yeah Yeah. oh it's so nice like if you lie on the ground and there are six kittens climbing all over you and eventually falling asleep on you and then you're like oh well the rules state that (laughs) once a cat is asleep on you you can't go anywhere that's that's against the law so if there are six of them i definitely can't go do anything responsible right now that's a lovely joy mm-hmm. all of that was lovely joy and thank you for listening to us today mm-hmm. and you can find us and you can find us uh at fourgrownasswomen.net or on facebook and instagram at fourgrownasswomen and we will see you next time whether it be next week or next <laughs> or four month. months from now <laughs> <laughs> bye everybody bye. Bye. This is Emily here, and I just want to remind everyone that the thoughts, opinions, reactions, and overall concepts discussed during the course of this podcast are expressed solely in my role as Emily Mick, woman with thoughts and opinions on things, and not as Emily Mick, professional counselor. None of what I discuss during the course of the podcast is mental health treatment, advice, or counseling, and does not represent any counseling or professional relationship with any fellow members of the podcast or listeners of the podcast. Though I may draw upon my professional background and education when discussing podcast topics, I am doing so as a private individual having a discussion with friends. Thank you for listening to these four grown-ass women of the apocalypse. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. And find us online at fourgrownasswomen.net or on Facebook at fourgrownasswomen. We'll see you next week.